guys and welcome back to my live and podcast from self-doubt to success today's topic is overcoming self-doubt and my special guest is jill um i am going to invite her right now Yay! Awesome. Hi, Stel. How are you? Hi, Jill. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for being here. <laughs> um, so you're known as the imposter syndrome expert mm-hmm. uh, coach. And yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you decided to work in that niche? Yeah, for sure. So I went to university and I just had this feeling of like, oh my God, I can't believe that I got in. I was so surprised that I got in. I thought that that they just let everybody in the university. And then I was told that no, like there was actually a wait list for that university. And I thought, oh my God, what is this? And it was imposter syndrome. So I have been struggling with imposter syndrome my entire life. And without even really knowing exactly what it was, it was just that like, feeling of never being able to reach the standard I thought I needed to be at, not feeling good enough, etc. So when I came into coaching, I saw that Tony Robbins was a coach and I was like, oh, like, the, like the, that looks fun. It looks like something I could do. And mm-hmm. I was going to go into therapy, but then decided to not go into therapy just because of the rules and the income ceiling that therapy presented for me. So when I came into coaching, it, it was a lot of the same feelings. It was like, okay, like I don't feel good enough. I have to prove my worth. I have to get all the certifications and all the education and everything. Mm -hmm. And I realized how common it was throughout other coaches and other service based entrepreneurs. So when I niche down to imposter syndrome, I actually had a lot of imposter syndrome about niching down to imposter syndrome because Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, but nobody like really, identifies that they struggle with imposter syndrome but really it was just um explaining how imposter syndrome does affect us each and every day every time we show up to sell every time we show up to talk about our services and all that stuff so i realized how impactful it actually was to our every day because we're showing up online and we're talking about our services we're talking about ourselves and if you don't feel worthy if you don't feel good enough or that your services are of quality it's going to be really hard for you to do that so that's how I got into the whole imposter syndrome niche was because I struggled with it a lot in like university and then in corporate and then when and then when I started my coaching business and now um I just notice how many people who come into the online space deal with it. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yeah. And that really resonates with me. It was the same with university, with just academics in general. I I grew up in an environment where it was just so important and my worth was just my grades. And, Mm -hmm. and then, and yeah, it's so true when you say that we don't realize that we suffer from imposter syndrome until we actually think about it. Exactly. And I think, I think most of us and especially entrepreneurs and even more so women suffer from this problem. Yes, so, sure. so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really a passionate topic, I think. Um, 
and and it concerns a lot of people. What I'm interested in as well is to know what you were a coach of what at first, just entrepreneurial. Yeah. So I started with anxiety and confidence. So I just started okay. really, really generalize, and then I was like, it's not hitting. It's 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 not something that I was enjoying doing, and I just found that. Mm -hmm imposter syndrome was the common thread throughout all the people who I was working mm -hmm. with at that point. And even like me as well, like I really yeah. still do suffer with that things over and over again. Oh, are you still there? Yeah. You I'm good? Here. Okay, good. It's I like, can hear you. Yeah. It's like starting to like circle, but that's okay. We'll just keep going. Um, but yeah, so I realized how much I myself suffered from imposter syndrome. Um, and I just realized how important it was to give it a voice. Cause I think a lot of us in the online space, like we feel like an imposter, but we would never say it because we think yeah. it would look badly on us. Yes, exactly. It's like, Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. We're yeah. afraid that someone's going to be like, you don't know what you're talking about, but you're running your business. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I definitely suffer from that myself. And there's this famous phrase saying, fake it until you make it. Yeah. I think, I mean, you can apply that, but if you don't actually work on your imposter syndrome, you're gonna, like, the journey is not going to be very enjoyable, right? Yeah, like, I don't really like that term because we don't want you to ever fake your confidence or your worth mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, I think it's important to show up in that highest self, that highest version of you, wherever you go. And sometimes you don't always a hundred percent feel that way. So mm -hmm. it's okay to kind of like puff out your chest a little bit, stand a little taller, even if you're afraid, but you also need to look at the things that make you feel like you're not good enough. And I mean like everything, because if you think you're going to come into the online space and like only think about business, like there are a lot of things in your personal life and in your relationships and in, and in your childhood and your past experiences that are contributing to as to why you don't feel good enough now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah totally and how you present yourself exactly and whether exactly. yeah 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 and whether people actually can trust you or not and mm -hmm. and whether you can show yourself as as authentic mm -hmm. um super interesting all right so there's one thing i stalked you <laughs> and i saw well, you you work a lot with limiting beliefs i do yeah. so as well uh i think i yeah, my boyfriend is so sick of that, by the way. Like, I always talk about limiting beliefs. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like, having you right now as the expert of imposter syndrome, I would like to know what exactly is the difference between imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs, yes. if there is any. Um, I think the limiting beliefs are what's behind the imposter syndrome. So, for me, I think, like, you feel like an imposter and then to look behind the curtain, it's, it's the limiting beliefs that are stopping you from feeling good enough or feeling capable or feeling competent. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you yep. can, you can say like, okay, on the surface, I just feel like a fraud. I feel like I'm fooling people. I feel like I don't know what I'm talking about. And then if we were to pull back the curtain on, okay, you feel like an imposter. Why we would find a lot of, 
limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts that contribute to as to why you feel like an imposter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the imposter syndrome is just the consequence of all the accumulation of your limiting exactly. beliefs. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Okay. I see. Um, so there are different types of uh, symptoms of Im imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. um, and could you say that everyone feels like that at least once in their lives? Absolutely. And you also said, too, that, like, women feel it more than men. Yeah. And I think that's just, like, the patriarchal oppression over the past however many years of of feeling not as smart as a man or as competent as a man or having to kind of prove ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. we've, we've also been trained as like young women to not speak up for ourselves, to people please. And I think that all kind of like contributes to feeling mm -hmm. like an imposter. Um, but I definitely think that everybody has that fear where it's like, am I going to be good enough? And like really at the core of, feeling like an imposter it is am I good enough am I going to be good enough for my coaching business and am I going to be good enough for my corporate job am I going to be good enough for my partner like there is there's a level of feeling not good enough which really is underneath feeling like an imposter so I definitely think that everybody is probably going to have that feeling especially when you're stepping outside of your comfort zone so the mm -hmm. reason why us as entrepreneurs struggle with it so much is because we are constantly doing things that we're not used to doing. We're constantly doing things that are very scary, unfamiliar, weird to like our friends and our family. They're like, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> showing up online? I hope I can swear on here. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like showing up online and being weird and crazy or whatever, like we're, uh -huh. we're consistently doing things that our brain recognizes as unfamiliar and a normal person in normal society is usually really comfortable in terms of like their thoughts and their feelings. And they're not constantly challenging the way they think and feel, or they're not constantly like entering challenging circumstances. So it's natural for you to go into something and be like, Oh, I don't know if I know what I'm doing. And it's not a problem. It's just a thought and a feeling. But if you start to really identify with that thought of, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm not good enough. That's where it can really like wreak havoc mm -hmm. on everything. Yeah. 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 So the first step is always becoming aware of that. So you yes. can actually, you know, start replacing those, those beliefs with, with better ones, with more yes. empowering ones. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so you actually encourage your clients and followers to do mindset work. Could you tell us what that means and looks like in more practical terms? Yeah, so for me, I really love a good journaling session. So I love asking really powerful questions. So I don't think you should just like journal to journal. Like I only journal when I'm like asking a powerful question in terms of really mm -hmm. just like a stream of consciousness that is coming through in terms of we have a lot of those subconscious thoughts that are constantly just like percolating in the back of our minds and when you journal it out or even speak it out loud and that's why therapy and coaching 
are so magical because when you start verbalizing or writing it out, you start realizing, oh, there's a lot more here than I thought. Yeah, you're acknowledging what's going on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I have like a number of really powerful journaling exercises and like worksheets that I take my uh, clients through because it's all about becoming aware and then consciously changing those patterns and then we also have stuff like meditations, subliminals, all those things to help with the subconscious mind. And mm-hmm. I also do neuro-linguistic programming, and that is also speaking to the conscious mind. So a lot of the work that I do is conscious and subconscious, so it all com- uh, comes together and then positively influences how you feel and then how you act. So your wow. results. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so journaling is really, yeah, your main tool um, um, to do that. And I saw, I think I saw you created your own journal even with some specific questions. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I created the Lazy Entrepreneur's Morning Routine. And it's Mm -hmm. six months of journal prompts. So you get up in the morning and you can do your like to-do list and your gratitude list and all that stuff and then on the other side of the page is a journal prompt and Mm -hmm. it's amazing it's called again the lazy entrepreneur's morning routine and it's on amazon.com and amazon.ca and the the internet version is on etsy as well so Okay. Interested in wow. That. Okay. Yeah. All right. So again, you can purchase it online. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Can you actually write it down on the comments so people could like sure, really of course. Yeah, I can. purchase it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that could be so helpful, you know, and it's definitely something I'm trying to incorporate more into my morning routine as well. Yeah. Um, everything you just talked about. So for example, I have, I try to really implement a spiritual self-care into my routine, uh, as well as my to-do list. And sometimes if I have the energy to work out, you know, but, um, but yeah, having a journal like that, that really like forces you and helps you like maps it out. Like, okay, what are you grateful for? Answer this specific question, you know, and that like becoming conscious about that. That's so helpful. So thank you so much. Oh yeah. Um, What's the biggest challenge or blockage your clients usually face when it comes to growing their business? Because all of your clients are coaches, right? Yep. Yeah. So the majority are coaches, but I honestly work with all entrepreneurs. Um, and, Mm um, essentially the biggest roadblock that they come up against is imposter syndrome and feeling qualified to like hit that next level. So feeling qualified and certain and good enough to hit the next level in their business. And that's why I think this work is so good. And so fun because like it's like to me it's fun to to be able to constantly be improving who you are and working on mm-hmm. you and your business because you go with your business right like as yeah. you grow like you have to grow as the CEO in order to mm-hmm. grow your business into everything you really want it to be so it's a requirement to also work on your thoughts and work on your beliefs because you have to have supportive empowering beliefs or else you're going to burn out you're going to feel drained you're not going to feel good enough Mm -hmm. um and at each next level like you and I were talking about um 
you're going to hit up against your comfort zone. You're going to consistently mm-hmm. be hitting up against feeling uncomfortable and thinking, oh my God, is this the right decision? Am I doing the right thing? So it's really important to always look at your beliefs and look at your thoughts and constantly be assessing them and choosing a thought that feels better. And that's something that you can actually believe. So I help my clients actually believe the empowering thoughts instead of us like having them and being like, okay, well, I'm saying this affirmation, but I don't believe it, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. Because one thing is knowing and like you mentioned Tony Robbins before and I actually participated in uh, Unleash the Power Within (gasps) a month ago. Yeah, it was wow. It was really amazing. Uh, But something he says is that you might know cognitively something, but as, as long as you don't repeat it and really implement it into your life, into your daily routines, uh, you're not really going to understand it. And I mean, yeah, you're not going to know it. You know, you, you might, yeah, understand it, but you're not going to apply it. You're not going to feel it. Um, so you actually help your clients doing that. Yes. Yeah. Because like, I think that we have this view of like, oh, I'm just going to like, do some affirmations in the mirror or something. And then I'm going to feel so much better, but your physical self knows when you don't believe something. So Mm -hmm. if you were to say, I'm, I make a million dollars a day, like you don't feel that in your body because it's not true. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's really in comparing the subconscious work with the somatic work as well. And that's, what I do also with EFT tapping and breath work mm-hmm. too is like I incorporate the somatic work with the subconscious work because it's all about how you feel because if you don't mm-hmm. feel good it's going to be really hard to continuously have good feeling thoughts yeah yeah and sustain it in the long term yes. yeah definitely yes, 100%. yeah yeah. And actually you were mentioning how it's so important to, to overcome those limiting beliefs and all that as, as being the CEO, uh, especially in your coaching business. Um, but I also realized that being a coach and, and, you know, really learning to be more aware of everything in general, of my self growth, of your emotions as well, the way you think, you know, your thinking patterns and all that. It just helps you with everything in life, truly. Really and. And like with all the areas of your life and then it's, it's so powerful that it's something that can really, um, be used by anyone, not just being an entrepreneur or, you know, showing up online as a coach. Like it's, it's so useful for anyone really. Yeah. Like I always say how like, okay, you come to me to like work on your business and how you think when it comes to your business, but like everything in your personal life also gets better. Like your relationships get better. You know how to like advocate for yourself more. You set really good energetic boundaries. Like Mm -hmm. you can't not work on your brain and other things not get better. You know, like how you are in your business is how you are in your life. So if you're having a really hard time in your personal life and it's affecting your business the same thing is going to be happening when you are having a really hard time in your business is going to affect your personal life and I personally don't think that we need to keep our personal life and our business life super separate because like you carry your thoughts and your feelings 
into each of them, right? So of course, and I at the end of the day, your work, whatever you do, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, is what you do eighty percent of the time. Oh I mean, God. you spend yeah. your entire day working, you know. <laughs> Unless I don't know, like magically, you're super rich and you don't need to work. But yeah, for most of us, it's it's the way for us to to be fulfilled and 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 yeah, and fill our days. So. So it's so important, as you said, to, to bring that personal high energy and feeling great about yourself into your work and your career as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Definitely. Um, I saw that you used, and you talked about it earlier, a lot of breath work and EFT mm -hmm. uh, in your coaching programs. And I personally think they are magical tools. Like okay. I, I learned, yeah, I learned about EFT last year, actually, um, in my coaching course. And, and it was like a revelation. <laughs> yeah. And I would like to know what results they have created for yourself and your clients, because I always get, I mean, most of the time I get a bit of a, a weird reaction from people when I first tell them about EFT, um, when they've never heard about it before, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Like, what is this thing of tapping? Like, <laughs> It's actually super duper scientific as well, which is really funny because I think the argument that some people have is they think it's like woo-woo or something, and it's not. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, psycholo it's psychological acupuncture so it's hitting on the energetic meridian points on your physical self and tapping away and flushing out the the negative type of energy mm -hmm. that you're feeling because as you're tapping you're releasing resistance in the amygdala which is where all of the anxiety and fear starts in your brain so you're really just tapping out and flushing out those negative feelings. And I personally have achieved a lot through just EFT tapping. It calms me down almost instantly. I feel so good at the end of it. I've tapped about imposter syndrome, about money. And then I've received it mm -hmm. like as I'm tapping, I'm like, oh, I'm receiving abundance as I'm tapping. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing tool. And it's really good to pair with the subconscious work as well. Because if you're tapping in really good, positive, empowering affirmations, you start to feel that way. And it's all about how you feel. Like you can change your th thoughts into like the cows come home, but it's to influence your body and to influence your feelings. And that's mm -hmm. where the change happens. And that's where the results happen, you know? Yeah, what you were so, explaining right before. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Exactly. So, and the so, thing is, you start EFT. I mean, we're not going through a session right now, but yeah. um, you start EFT by acknowledging first kind of your limiting belief in a way, yeah. like that. And and then and then you go on with a second sequence where you're going to like replace that limiting belief with an empowering yes. one. Yes, so it's really good in helping you like rewire that subconscious mind and I do it every single day because it really mm -hmm. just helps me like reset how I'm feeling so mm -hmm. yeah I yeah. was about to ask you is that part of your morning routine or yes. you just listen to yourself and whenever you feel like it you, you yes. go and do it yeah so if it's like an emergency in terms of like whoa I'm I'm feeling really anxious right now mm -hmm. then I'll do it but what I you um usually do is I do a meditation in the morning and I'll journal and I'll do EFT tapping um and yes yeah, 
just a really good way to like uh, round out that routine in the morning because it just like helps reset you for the rest of the Mm -hmm. day. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And yeah, and talking about morning routines and and self-love, like self-care in that way, why is that so important? Um, I think you also call it inner work. Yes. Unless you mean something else by that. Uh, but why is it so important to do it daily? And how can we do that in, in very simple ways for people who are not so, you know, um, <laughs> comfortable with that? Yeah, so... I- I mean, I think just becoming aware, like if you really want to start simply, like becoming aware of the thoughts that you're saying to yourself. So we often have, mm-hmm. like, we have like a million thoughts running through our head like a day and we're not very aware of them at all. So when you begin to become aware of them, you can start to like tap into the thoughts that you're having and and be like, oh, I do say to myself, like, I'm not smart enough for this, or Mm -hmm. I can't do that, or I'm too tired for that. And just becoming Mm -hmm. aware of the thoughts that you're having, it helps for you to like write them down, say them out loud. And then you can start like really thinking, where does this come from? Because a lot of us are really afraid to like dig deep and look back at those old experiences because um, if, if there's a really deep emotion attached to a thought or a belief, it's because it was probably a traumatic instance for you but also Mm -hmm. you can have like an experience in the schoolyard that you didn't think was that significant that actually is Mm -hmm. impacting you now so I think everyone should go to therapy I think it's amazing and it's a great tool I think everybody should have a coach because I just think that this work is so powerful and it just really at the end of the day people that feel good about themselves do good things like people who mm-hmm. have good self-esteem feel good about themselves and take care of their emotional and mental wellness like do amazing things in the world um and i think that anybody regardless if you're an entrepreneur entrepreneur or not you can benefit from being aware of your thoughts, thinking about where they came from and knowing that you can change them. Like a lot of people think like, I can't change the way I am, but you absolutely mm-hmm. can. Like you, you yeah. can change how you think and how you feel and your internal world will reflect your external world. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to yeah. add you, you can really transform your life. And, and so many people have those blockages that are just internal at the end of the day and and when you start realizing how powerful you are and how you are actually in control of your thoughts you know um it's it's really yeah it's super empowering and actually that's the name of your program i think something yeah um, yes, to imposter yes. to empower right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, so i have the from imposter to empowered podcast as well and I did have the from imposter to empowered program but now it's going to be called the worthy woman method so the worthy woman method is coming out and it's going to be really great but um yeah like I think it's possible that anybody can change their life from this work like I used to think like oh I'm never going to be able to make lots of money I'm going to be in debt forever like I genuinely used to think that Um, and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, I can't even imagine 
thinking that now and that was only like a year and a half ago so yeah 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 wow yeah 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 so like you can really see the difference in your life between yeah a year ago and now um just by working constantly on your on your mindset definitely thank <laughs> you so much and thank you yes thank you <laughs> your name right. um all right Final, oh no, not final question. I still have one. Um, you published a post that said nobody cares about what you do in a group. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Like, because when I realized this myself, not that long ago, it felt so liberating. And yeah, if you could maybe elaborate on that a little bit, uh, it would be great. Yeah. So we all think that we're more, um, like, Like we all have people that are like really looking at our lives and judging us and looking at us. And it's just a reminder that, that like all the th thoughts you're having are unique to you and that not everybody, like the majority of people are, um, they're thinking about themselves just as much you're thinking about yourself. Like they're worried about their reactions and what they're thinking and you are important you are unique and you are special but it's a reminder that like other people are just as concerned with themselves as you are about yourself but if you use that as an excuse to not take risks or do things the mm -hmm. only person that's like losing out is you like youth and like you will never actually know if somebody judges you right like you can think oh i'm so afraid that that if i do this i'm gonna get judged but mm -hmm. the majority of the time you will never know even if somebody d d does actually judge you you'll never know yeah. there's they're just the thoughts in their head you know Yeah, definitely. That's so true. And, and yeah, and actually, yeah, as you said, uh, you're the only one losing out here. And, and really, I mean, for me, for example, it felt like that with my career. So I studied something completely different. Um, I studied politics. I, I went until the masters with having no idea of what I wanted to do, you know, and, and then I realized this is not my calling. And it, I want also to share here that it's okay to change your path. It's okay to choose something different. Um, it's okay also to change your purpose throughout your life. You know, you, yeah. you might, uh, you might feel like this in a certain moment. And I don't know, maybe the day you become a mother, your kids will be more of a priority or I don't know, whatever it is, you know, Definitely. or maybe you want to get into a more creative, uh, industry or it could be whatever, but whatever fulfills you is what you have to choose in that moment. And, and you have to, to prioritize that. And, um, and going back to, to that thing that nobody, nobody cares at the end of the day, the only people you care about what they think about you is the people that, that care about you, you know, that yeah. really love you. And those people at the end of the day, if they really truly love you, they want the best for you. They just want to see you happy. Right. So yeah. Yeah. if you're not doing what you love, you're not going to be happy. So like, oh, that's all they want. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I like to think of that in that, in that way, you know? And I think that's where people also get hung up as well is I get a lot of clients who are concerned about like their friends and their family and stuff like that and like 
I remind them that the only reason you're afraid of what they're going to say or what they think is because you're afraid that they won't love you anymore. And like, Mm -hmm. is that actually true? Like, is it true that if you show up online, your dad isn't going to leave of you anymore like probably not but like (laughs) i hope not (laughs) we have to stop mistaking understanding for love like just because my Mm -hmm. dad or my mom or my grandma don't understand what i'm doing it doesn't mean that they don't love me so Mm -hmm. because as humans we want to belong and we want to feel loved like those yeah. are the core That's of everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like everything that we need. And so sometimes we can take something like an offhanded comment from a relative or something about your little coaching business or something like that. And you, you take it so personally, but it's like, just because they don't understand, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they have to understand, you know? So I also think that's really important for anybody who's even thinking about coming into the online space or they're doing it currently. And they're like, I'm so afraid to say this or that. It's like, they probably won't think anything of it again. And even if they do, they probably won't say it to you. And again, just remind yourself that if they truly loved you, they wouldn't go anywhere, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. That's so true. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So final question. Um, what you talked about a year ago where you were at, but let's go back five years ago. What would be uh, the piece of advice you would give yourself if, like to the younger version of you if you could um, talk to her now? Oh, that's so good. Um, so, so I think that was what, like 2016, like five years ago. So 2016, I was doing my master's. So I think I would say, I I would say like, you're on the right track and you don't have to rush. Like, I think we, mm-hmm. we, we tell ourselves we need to be on a timeline. We tell ourselves like there's, we're always in a r- race to do things, but like, mm-hmm. I would have told her like, you know what you can enjoy right now. You can enjoy the moment because there is no rush or need to hurry up and get all your education and all your certifications all at once. Like Mm -hmm. nothing's going to happen. And like everything is going to turn out exactly how it's supposed to. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Of course. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Estelle. This was awesome. No worries. Yeah. Hopefully we can do this again. I am going to, um, to register this, this live, put it on my IGTV and also on my podcast. So everyone can have access to it and I'll tag you on it. That's so exciting. Thank you so much. And for anybody that's listening on the podcast, you can find me on Instagram at your coach, Jill. Awesome. Thank you, Jill. Have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much, Sal. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.